Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I'm always excited when I have guests on the show, uh, but today I've got somebody all the way from Australia, and we have Bruno Power, and I say that for oh, good yeah. reason. <laughs> so awesome. Let's, let's jump into this episode. I think we're going to have some really exciting stuff that guaranteed you guys have never heard about or thought about. Thanks for being on the show, Bruno. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Been listening to the podcast and it's just been a, you're doing a really, really great job, man. So that's <laughs> awesome. I'm very happy to be here. Woo! Well, thank you. I, I love your excitement. I remember the first time I actually saw one of your videos. I didn't tell you this before we started recording, <laughs> but uh, I was like, the first few seconds, I was like, this guy is crazy. He's totally nuts. But <laughs> then I was like, but I, but I love it. I love everything he's doing. I was like, I wish there were more electric bike videos and things like this because you make it so interesting and just everything is exciting and uh, and a little over the top. And that's what I like about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, over the top. It must be over the top. <laughs> uh, so, Let's jump back a little bit. What first got you into electric bikes or, or electric vehicles? Because you do all sorts of stuff, not just electric bikes. You've had some interesting uh, work experience, but how, how did it all start for you? Okay. So, yeah, basically, from a young age, pretty much. They yeah, come from like a family. They're all like my father, my uncle, brothers, friends, everyone around me. They're all engineers, like technicians. The whole environment around it just helped a lot. <laughs> and then uh, being really into technology my whole life, like without realizing of being surrounded by all this. But this is all back in Brazil, and I ended up moving to Australia. Back in 2009, I was just like walking, you know, like, and then I saw an electric bike shop. And I was like, whoa, electric bike. That's something I've been always thinking about, you know. And then I, I walked in and I did some test rides. Uh, yeah, 2009. Okay. The technology was a bit different back in the day. <laughs> yeah. so a lot of lead-acid battery, heavy, uh, not very great bike, but I was like, it's electric, it's electric. Imagine this thing going uphill. Oh. Yeah. And it's very hilly uh, here in Australia near, near the beaches, um, especially. Yeah. And then I was like, I wanna, I wanna, can I test ride it? Like, yeah, sure. And then I tried one of those uh, 24 volts. Uh, I don't remember the motor, but it was a mid-drive. And just like Chinese bike. Basically, the Chinese have been doing this for a long, long time. And now we we realize this thing. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so they had like a, a big market happening for uh, decades, <laughs> I think. Yeah, and then I was riding this bike, uh, the 24 volts uphill with a little mid-drive. It was a bit noisy, chain-drive thing. But but it worked. <laughs> oh, yeah. But in the, now they do like... 24 volts. Oh, no, but it's actually powerful, nice, just low tech, no display, nothing. And then I tried, and they, they had extensive, uh, like double, triple the price, like lithium battery, 36 volts, hub motor. And then I took uphill, it was like, oh, this is going to be the best, you know, quiet. And it wasn't the same. And then I was like, mm, yeah, I might stick with the 24 volts. <laughs> and then I'm, um, but I was, I was super happy with that first ride. You know, the that first time you get an electric bike is just the biggest smile in your face. It is. It's the greatest thing. 
And then here in Australia, it was about uh, it's 25 kilometers an hour, which is 15 miles per hour. So you get excitement building up, and then a few seconds later, it, it actually accelerates really fast to the speed. So it's like a three seconds, you're up to 15 miles per hour, and then boom, cut. It wasn't a smooth cut. It was actually like a, a, you switch off. <laughs> and then I was like, what happened? You got brake the bike. And then it would slow down and then pick up again. I was like, that's stupid. And then I went back to the shop and I was like, hey, there's a problem with this bike. <laughs> it only goes 15 miles an hour. Yeah. And then they said, no, it's uh, the speed limit. I was like, what? Speed limit for push bike. And then that's when I was like, no, no, I need to make something. And then I started doing my research. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, like I've got an electronics background and my friends and, you know, like, oh, I can definitely make something here. And then I started doing research and I was like, I quickly realized 250 watts is not going to cut. It's got to be more than that. Like, it, it, if I'm going to be illegal, if I'm illegal, like two, three times the power limit, uh, why not be a hundred times <laughs> illegal? Like, why not go something crazy? And then I started doing more research. I want to make 25,000 watt bikes. That's it. I want to make. I want to be a hundred times illegal. That's a lot of watts. Yeah, and then I, I was like, just, I just put this number in my head, and then I started doing some research, and then I realized that, like, well, the self bomber and all these bikes back in the day, uh, they're like ten thousand watts screaming, you know, like. To, and I was like, wow, how am I going to make twenty five thousand watts? I have that number in my head, and then I, I was like, well, I might need multiple motors like more than one motor. And then that's when I started doing like uh, two motors and put them together. I'm going to need two controllers. How am I going to put this thing together? And, so, and then start researching. And then I, I bought some things and, you know, start putting together so speedily. And I was like, nah, I need something right now that I can ride to work, something like decent. And, and then I keep working on my super powerful, crazy thing. So I don't rush. And then I started researching about mid-drive because I had that 24-volt in mind. Like, I have mid-drive, climbing hills. And then I found this little black motor that you just bought to the bike, and it's called Ace Fun. Ah, yes. What's Ace Fun? Go on Google? Nothing. There's like two or three companies selling Ace Fun, one in the UK, one in, I don't know, like random countries. And then I was like, I was going to email them, asking a bit more about this motor. And then they never replied to my email. And then, because I was asking, hey, can you do this, do this? And I think I went a bit over the top too excited. They didn't reply. But I was asking about the mid-drive. And then they didn't have the mid-drive on the website. And, I was like, ah. and then I ended up it, which is actually the Bafang motor nowadays. They changed the name from 8 pound to Bafang. Yeah, and I was like super like happy with, with the motor. There was no instructions. <laughs> I spent a lot of money. I think it was like $800 back in the day. And you just had to figure it out at that point. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like, AliExpress and all these Chinese websites, there was not much. It wasn't big back in the day, so you couldn't even trust them. So you're like, oh, I'm not going to buy from this Chinese website. It's kind of like a, it was just eBay, eBay. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. And then I bought that thing, and then I was a bit, like, scared. I just wasted money, and... Yeah, later, and then I started like tuning, and then I opened the motor controller, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna do like the modifications here to get a little bit more power. I'm gonna get a programming cable, trying to find the software to download, and just some modifications. 
And then I start playing with this, and then I quickly realized that there's no speed limit. You can just change something in the software on the display, and then or change the gearing as yeah. a chain drive. And that's, I, I was just speeding like a crazy. And I didn't even have a GoPro camera, but I want to show it to my friends because I've been telling, hey, this thing goes really fast. You won't believe it. <laughs> but I couldn't show it to anyone. So I bought my first GoPro camera just to make a video to show to my friends and families. That's awesome. Didn't want to make a YouTube. Look, I didn't want to have a uh, YouTube channel or anything. So everything, all this YouTube thing happened by accident, by the way. And then I just made a video, uploaded it on YouTube and sent a, a link to my friends, but I made it public so they could see. And then I put electric bike, da-da-da-da-da, power, and name of the motor, and yeah, demonstration. I don't know what I did. And I left the video live on YouTube. YouTube was very small in 2015. And sent links, and my brother came back to me two weeks later saying, did you check your video? I was like, what? He was like, we're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of views and, and comments. Like, what? what? What video? What that video you think? I went back there and there was, I don't know, it was like 30,000, 40,000 views. And wow. I was like, what? <laughs> nowadays, you get, videos, you get videos with millions of views nowadays. So back in the day, it was like 40,000 views. Or it was like, wow. It was like a million views today. And I was like, Oh, this is crazy. And then, and then my brother's like, why didn't you start a channel? People hunger for this. They want this. So make it like some tutorial showing, I don't know, just more stuff, like more content. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went, I was like, I need to pick up a name for my channel. Okay. And then I started like editing, trying different names, then press enter and see if they look good on the screen. And then I got locked with electric bike. So I was with electric bike name. So my channel was electric bike and it was actually a good thing because after nine, like, yeah, you can change your name three times in 90 days on YouTube. I got locked with that name for 90 days and I was like, oh, I guess it's a good thing. So it happened by accident, but yeah. And then suddenly, because my channel was electric bike, I got even more views from Google searches and things. Yeah, it's just crazy. <clears throat> then you just kept putting out more videos and doing more stuff and more people kept watching. <laughs> and it was all about the buffet motor and people didn't know about it. There was no articles, there was nothing. So I remember, there was, uh, I think one year later, there was uh, one article from electricbike.com talking about the BBSO2. That article is being edited nowadays, so it's not even close to the original. Because back in the days, all these guys, the high power guys, they all into uh, hub motors, direct drive hub motors. They didn't like, it was like two completely different type of people. Like one that they wanted me drive and one that they only want direct drive. It was very separate, very distinct people. <laughs> and they didn't like it, the, the, the buffet back in the day. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to make videos. There's no information. I'm going to show it's actually awesome. Um, that's it. I just want to just want to help people. I don't want. There was no money, no money on YouTube, no money. So it was all like a passion. That's it. Just passion and fun. Very natural. And still, yeah, no sponsorships, nothing. It's just fun. Yeah. Nowadays you look. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying is just crazy. It's everywhere. Yeah. Now you did electric bike was the name of the YouTube channel. Now, does that channel still exist, or did you change it to the name that it is now? 
Well, you can have that name if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm just, so people know how to find your videos, because now you've got Bruno Power. That's how I, I found you. I had to change, because, like I say, I'm very technology. I use bike. I, re- I realized it later, you know, like a few years later, uh, once I was into this YouTube thing. I was getting too many comments about bicycle components. And like, oh, I've got this texture break and I need this adapter from this to this. And I was like, I want to help people, you know, like replying these questions. And I go through replying comments like I really do. Like I reply, spend hours replying comments. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a small channel. I don't know how people handle the big channels, but they just don't reply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just don't reply. Yeah, they just, ah, oh, whatever. I just put another video, whatever. <laughs> And then I was like, I spent so much time replying and this sort of talk about technology and like electrical stuff. So like, I want to talk about the batteries. I want to talk about the motor. I want to talk about display, stuff like that, performance. And then I was like, this name is attracting something different. And then I was like, I need to change the name. And then my wife said, you need to put your name there. You need to start your own brand. I don't want to I don't even want to show my face. My videos, I don't show my face. I don't put up my name. I just want to go straight to the technology. I want to, this is the motor controller. That I don't do introductions in my videos. I'm pretty weird. <laughs> like normal video, video standard. They, they jump right in for those that watch. You definitely got to go check out. So it's Bruno Power. And you got to say it like that because there's, in power, there's th- three E's. So when you go look it up, Bruno Power, that's that's how you got to find it. <laughs> Here in Australia, some, some, some guys, they go, Power? Power? <laughs> I was like, nah. No, no, no. Uh, power! You know one thing, easy way to remember. Uh, do you remember Terry Crews' Old Spicy ads on TV? <laughs> Old Spicy like, ads. Okay. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Later, like, People start sending me comments like, you sound like, just, just like this guy. And then they start sending me the, the ads, uh, like Old Spice ads. <laughs> and then I was like, what? That's, that's it. That's it. It looks, it's very similar. <laughs> that's funny. And most of your videos, it's true. You don't see Bruno's face. You're always wearing, either it's like, it's like a first person view or sometimes you got your helmet on. I feel like there's a couple lately where you, we could actually see your face. But for the most part, you're hiding from the camera. Yeah, yeah. So there was no money back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, no money on YouTube. So all videos in 2014-15, they're all very short videos. It's just hobby guys taking some footage from home and uploading. No much video editing at all. Super simple. Right. So I was like, well, I'm just going to make, I'm going to record my GoPro or something. Just chopping, like, little sections of the video and upload the highlights. I don't need to show my whole ride sitting in front of the... Uh, you know, like in the red light. I don't, this is boring. <laughs> I don't want boring, boring right. videos. And I've got ADHD, so I'm very hyperactive and I don't even read books. I, don't, I can't like do like <laughs> meditation. Nothing that's too slow. It actually makes me a bit angry. <laughs> I don't like it. And, and I was like, I want something hyped up so people they just go straight to the point. And then YouTube invited some like channels, like a potential successful creators to some events here in Australia, uh, Google, and they told us, look, we want to make longer videos, so be favoring long videos here on YouTube as a platform. So 
to get about short videos, we're going to go for longer content. We want people sitting in front of YouTube for hours, right. like TV. And then I was like, oh, why am I going to do this? I don't want to do like a boring, long video. And then they, they say, you need to do introduction, you need to show your face. I was like, oh, <laughs> this guy's against everything I see. I do, I do short videos, no face. I don't want to get in trouble with the police because back in the day, there was all this thing like if you ride a, a fast electric bike, you're going to get in trouble, you're going to go to jail, <laughs> like you're doing something illegal. And then my videos are all about speeding and going crazy. I was like, I can't put my face now. I have my whole channel. I need to make a, another channel then. Because I, I did some videos like speeding, doing like 80 kilometers an hour. I'm looking through your videos right now so people can have an idea of what sort of things are on your channel. So the first video, it looks like I see on the Bruno Power, you've got testing 40,000 volts, homemade taser. <laughs> Sounds interesting. That was, my, I think, my first video, my very first video, I think. It's uh, 13 seconds long. So when you said short, you weren't kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was like 13 seconds. I was having breakfast. Oh, that was a funny story. I was having breakfast, and I bought this taser modules on eBay, and my wife was just... Eating and you know, I, then I turned this thing on. She's like, "Come oh, on, like jump!" <laughs> and then, uh, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Ah, you got a taser module." She's like, "Why you have a taser inside the house?" I don't know. I just on the test. It's just for fun. It's for YouTube. Yeah, put it away. Finish your breakfast. And I'm like, "Okay." I was at the kitchen table testing the taser because I just got the package. Yeah, and then I quickly packed the taser, and for some reason there was some energy left inside. Uh-oh. And I accidentally, so this is like at 7 a.m. So my finger touched both terminals and I got zapped at 7 a.m. accidentally. So yeah, that <laughs> video you see there, I got zapped. <laughs> Not in the video. But after that. I did. <laughs> after that, I see hacked Bafang BBSO2, 82 kilometers per hour. Obviously a lot faster than the, the legal limit in Australia there. 20, uh, 15 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we get into other, all sorts of other e-bike stuff, and then lots and lots of stuff about batteries. I think you should tell everybody what your experience with batteries is like, because I think you know a little bit more about batteries than most. Oh, yeah. Wow. Suddenly, I'm, you know, I never imagined that, but I'm a battery expert doing consulting for lots of companies, um, even helping people making some, some consulting for I'm in Australia, and then there's a guy asking me for help to open a battery factory somewhere. I can't tell you where, but... <laughs> I can't tell you. Yeah, it's just like, a, you, you're the battery guy. Okay, I'm the battery guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've done some... Started with, uh, like, I've made my own battery back in 2014 or 13, yeah, using 18650 cells, and uh, put a BMS, battery management system, because that's what, you know you read about so you need to have balanced cells okay i'm gonna get one then yeah uh, i put it all together and and then they're like well every cell the panasonic pf they can do 10 amp continuous and i was like well i have the bbso2 which is 25 amps continuous so if i have two and a half cells they got three cells right in parallel i can easily write this thing you know like i can just put this thing in the backpack Ride it. So then I have a backpack battery. I don't want anyone to know that I have electric bike. So and then I made this, this first battery and then oh, back in the day like you wouldn't buy a spot welder. You just sold the cells. And I was like, Okay, yeah, 
right? So I just got a solder roll, like some fancy soldering iron here. I do electronics, and yeah, it'll be easy. So I started soldering and did like a like a matrix <laughs> with some little copper wire and put the BMS, and then the battery would never charge up to full voltage. And I was like, why? So the BMS basically just cuts the power when you reach the voltage. This is step two. And I was like, well, I want to get the full potential. And then I just ripped the BMS and start charging the cells. There. And then I was like, oh, now I need to keep watching every series. You know, every every time I'm going to charge the bike, I need to keep like, watching this thing. And I knew, you know, after a few weeks, you're going to get a bit lazy and you're not going to check. I was like, no, I'm going to check every time because I want to learn the behavior. I want to see when the things start aging. So I started studying my own battery. And then I, I, I made two. I made one pack, but I made it in a way that I could split in two, two small packs so I can test it, see if the cells can actually handle that much power. They don't. So 1860, they, they give this number, and then you're like, oh, 10 amps per cell, great. You take for spin, and you're like, hmm. doesn't work so great. If they, they say 10 amps, five. <laughs> five per cell. So yeah, and then I was like, well, that's how the whole thing started. And then I had like a five cells in parallel in my pack. And so it was like, supposedly I would be, be able to handle 50 amps continuous, but at 25 amps, that, that thing was baking. It was like so hot. And then I was like, wow, that's a lie. And then I, that's when I started to get like, Frustrated and do more research about it. I was like, how is this a thing? Like, why do you say this number? And what about the BMS? This stupid BMS. And then <laughs> I started to be like one of these, like a BMS haters. And well, funny, like I ended up working for a BMS company for you know, the whole 2018 and a little bit of 2019. Yes, I ended up like working for a BMS uh, company called Bathroom, Patreon. And yeah, they do like doing BMS manufacturing, design, test, and yeah, like now I know everything about BMS. That's how everything started. And 48 volts uh, motors and battery, like, it was just like 48 volts battery for 48 volts motors. And then I was like, well, the capacitors here, they can handle up to 60 volts. So what about putting one more series here? What about going 52 volts? And then people, no, you can't put 52 volts on a 48 volt controller. You're gonna blow, you're gonna blow the controller. I was like, oh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, you just tried it. Yeah, never had a problem. And now that's very, very common <laughs> for people to use a 52 volt on 48 all the time. Yeah, and they even buying things like buy a BMS for 14, 14 series. It's just something. Oh, why do you want 14? We have 13 series, uh, 48 volts. I was like, I don't want that. That's boring. I want more. <laughs> Because the motor controller is uh, current limited to 30 amps on the BBS HD or 25 amps on the BBS O2. So it's all about the voltage. So if you have more voltage, you squeeze a little bit more power there. And I was like, I want to go 14 yes, I want to keep the battery charged all the way up uh, to get a little bit more power. And then there's like later, they start doing some modifications inside the motor controller, trick the current sensor, which is called shunt mod. Yes, don't look that up if you don't want to go faster. <laughs> yeah, but you you can avoid your warranty. <laughs> That's right. And uh, yeah, about batteries. I ended up getting jobs in a bike shop, like an electric bike shop. I worked there for three years, fixing the the most random batteries and controllers, installing me drives. But my thing was more technology, so we had the, the guy doing the bicycle side, 
and I also is doing the electric, electrical is making upgrading people's batteries. People come with really old batteries, and I was like, oh, let's repack this thing with fifty percent more power and more capacity. And then they're like, oh yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, more power, more range. Yeah, and if you want to learn something, you got to spend some money buying things, opening them, or even finding things on the side of the street, like a like a random, like a just like the most crazy, like open the microwave oven and just open and see what's inside. You gotta be like keen to learn things, right? Yeah, I start opening all these batches for work, and so getting paid and uh, having fun learning new things and trying new things. So yeah, the three years working in, in a batch shop making custom batches was the best university ever. There, there was so much learning there and learning from all the people's design, all the company design. And then I was like, hmm, this works, this doesn't work. That's a crazy good idea. That's a crazy horrible idea. And it's just like a, uh, this BMS failed because this design, this, this, this. This BMS is too small, overheating, uh, this balancing thing didn't work. So it's just like, you know, putting all this puzzle together in my mind. Like, and I still have a collection of 40 BMS and 40 batteries here that I collected back in the day. So <laughs> I keep on going back and checking. Yeah, because uh-huh. it's just, I want to keep it, you know. Like, there's no point keeping, but that is. Yeah, and then, well, nowadays I've been doing lots of battery consulting and I did three years consulting for a company, uh, Australian company. Yeah, we did a electric hydrofoil. It's like a magic carpet over the water. Ah, uh, yes, you were telling me about these, and I've I've heard of them before. I didn't know you were consulting with them. They look like a lot of fun. Yes. So basically, the first time you get on it is just forget about everything. Like it's just a new, fresh feeling that you never experienced in your life, and it, it's so addictive. You just want to be on on top of the hydrofoil forever. For those that don't know what a hydrofoil is, that's like a, imagine a surfboard, but it's got a hydrofoil that actually is down into the water. So it's, it's like you're on a surfboard, but you're flying right above the water under electric power. It's lift. <laughs> it's magical. If you look, some people like, how are you flying like a magic carpet <laughs> over the water? How? Right. And then the, the power consumption was kind of like a, it's like a bodyboard shape and size, a little bit bigger, not very long one, and the battery is sitting inside that, right? So it's quite thick one uh, board. So then once, like when it's touching the water, it's about 120 amps, 14S battery with 52 volts. It's about 120 amps. Once it picks up a little bit of speed and you get uh, um, these two wings causing uh, some pressure to make you lift, right? It's actually shaped like a, like a fish, fish tail. There's two fish tails and then depending on the angle you, you approach with your legs and it, it just lifts and actually stays there. You're going to have some you know, balance. But as soon as it lifts off the water, it's about 50 amps. So it's like, well, it goes from 120 to 50 amps. So it's, it becomes super efficient. Wow, yeah, less than half the power. Yeah, so it's super efficient. And then the battery can handle, uh, oh, I think 50 amps is very high power. It can go, like, if you don't know how to ride very well, it's going to be way less. And the battery can handle about two hours. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So you can't do two hours. You want to do two hours, but if you be on a jet ski, a powerful jet ski or something like that, 
you know, after like 20 minutes, you're like, yeah, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're tired at that point. Yeah, two hours, it's kind of crazy. And the battery needs to be like a IP67, which is uh, like a, being able to have like a, be under the water for like one meter of water for one hour. No, for 30 minutes, I think. Yes, and in marine grade and all this stuff. So we, suddenly we need to have uh, uh, some systems to stop the battery from like seawater is conductive. So you can't have seawater in the terminals. And if it happens, how are you going to cut the power? So we have to put some sensors and things. I mean, uh, just like three years of try and error. And yeah, it was pretty amazing work. And yeah, the board isn't cheap. It's actually like all this e foil, hydrofoil, they're actually quite expensive. More expensive than you imagine. <laughs> How much is in the US? Yeah, I think, I think they're about $12,000 US, which is, uh, is pretty expensive for uh, an electric toy, <laughs> which is yeah, more or less what yeah. it is. But they're really cool. So there's obviously there's a market for it, and there are people that are buying them. If I live next to a lake, I would be tempted, you know, because it looks like so much fun. Yeah, and then this thing leads to, uh, like, it's always like you get into the industry, and then this, it just opens up the craziest things you can ever imagine. And then from there, I got some consulting work for Hovercraft. So I was like, Hovercraft, that's awesome. <laughs> I can go on the road with a Hovercraft and jump in the lake and then back on the road. Is this, like, gas-powered hovercrafts or electric hovercraft? Yeah, so that's the thing. So this guy designed a gas-powered hovercraft. He's like a grandpa guy. He's a retired flight engineer, and he's been doing hovercrafts for, I think, like, since the 70s. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been designing, selling his design to, like, companies all over the world. I think he sold his design to an American company. He always, like, I want to make this thing electric. Complexity with mechanical parts is just doesn't make sense. I need to make a drive shaft to drive the propeller, da da da. It's right. just a drive shaft alone. And you can just take a couple of electric motors and stick them right where you want them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And he's like, it's a no-brainer. You've got to go electric. And and then he was already trying some big motors and some big RC motors and big controllers, like trying and blowing up things. And then like, oh, I need I need help. I have seven 4G controllers and I just don't know what's happening. And then we started doing some consulting there and we come up with this, like we figured out the problem. There was a lot of momentum on, on, like on the blades because uh, with electric, you have like two separate motors. So you have one motor to lift the hovercraft uh, like above the surface. So you know like how tall your hovercraft is. Uh, it is like flying, you know, like over the water and stuff. Sometimes you want a little bit more, sometimes you want a little bit less. The water is softer than the ground, so you, there's a little bit of difference in power. You can like adjust how high you are, and then there's uh, with electric, you can have a separate control for your propulsion. So there's two different motors there, and yeah, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do this in electric, and it was quite crazy. So it's like to lift nearly 170 kilos, like 1,200 watts. Yeah, that's so, not too much. No, nah, it's crazy. You're like, I mean, this number is just not adding up. So it can't be that fast. It, it, there's something faulty in the meter. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really efficient and crazy. And the battery use there also needs to be marine grade. So it's kind of like uh, everything, you know, like you work for one company and you kind of like uh, learn some things. 
and kind of keep them going and people come back to you and yeah it's just so you've kind of just been going from uh, one crazy project to the next it sounds like yeah my neighbor here is a i think it's like a 17 or 18 year old boy he made a, a, a giant scale drone that he actually sits in and flies <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah it's, it's a bit out of control it's still like landing and take off uh-huh uh that, there's a lot of uh, turbulence when you get close to the ground. Once you lift, it's, it's okay, but there's not much battery there. I think it's like 16 drone motors, like a large, large drone oh, wow. motor. 16, I think. Yeah, it can lift his body easily, easily. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm helping with the battery there as well. <laughs> like, well, we can get some really high power and small and light batteries in need to your flight. <laughs> yeah, so there's like all this crazy stuff. You just the, the YouTube is probably the greatest thing happened in my life <laughs> professionally because <laughs> uh-huh. from the YouTube all the things just start coming flooding you know and feeding my my hunger for technology and I'm very very grateful that, like all these things happened um, and my 42 kilowatt strike I was going to say amidst all of the, the fun things that people come to you for there was one story you told me about where you went to somebody else and they they turned you down, but I thought the story was pretty funny <laughs> with about your 42,000 watt, watt trike and the Velomobile thing. I, th- I think you should definitely fill people in on what we're talking about. And you have a video about the some videos on the trike so people can go check that out. But uh, yeah, let, let's hear about that. Okay. Yeah. Like I say, I want to make something super legal and I started researching this thing and then I was like, yeah. I want something with two motors. I want, I want two motors. I don't care. I just want it. I want, I want something weird and powerful and light. And then I I saw some videos of a guy in the U.S. called Matt Schumacher. And he was doing, using some uh, helicopter, large-scale RC helicopters just putting on the bike, like on the push bike. And I think that each motor can do 11,000 or 13,000 RPM issues. So yeah, nearly exploding the motor. Yeah, 11,000 RPM. And they're screaming, they're loud, they're crazy. They're not quiet motors like you think, right? They do make noise. <laughs> Especially high pitch ones, like the high RPM ones, they, they do make noise. And uh, I was watching his video, he's doing burnout in the car park. He <laughs> had two motors and was like, yes, yes. This is exactly what I want. He's got two <laughs> waters, and he look, he's doing crazy burnouts. He's just smoking the tires. Yes, I think his video is from 2010. I was like, yes, this is good. And, and I'm there in 2013 and stuff, like trying to figure out things. And I was like, nah, I gotta go and talk to this guy. And then talk to him, and then he's like, ah, oh, different time zone, so I have to go. And I'm pretty loud talking when usually. So I had to go to the bus stop, park on my neighbors and stuff, and call them at like 2 a.m., which is the right time in Chicago. He's in Chicago. And then I was like, yeah. So it's just a weird guy sitting in a bus stop in the middle of nowhere at 2 a.m. talking to someone in the U.S. <laughs> and then I was like, I want to have a, the most powerful motor you can get there. And it's like, oh, the Astro Flight 3220, da, da, da. I was like, yeah, hey, whatever. I just want the most powerful. And then he's like, oh. This is capable of 14 kilowatts. I was like, 14 kilowatts in one motor? Yes. Can I have two? And he's like, uh, no, you don't need two. You just need one. <laughs> and you're like, but I want to. <laughs> two, I'm going to have more than 25 kilowatts. I'm going to have 28 kilowatts. 
Perfect. And then it's like, no, but you can't, you can't have two. I was like, yeah, you can. Like, what about your video? You have like two motors in your trike and you're, you're going nuts there. And then it's like, yeah, but I did a few videos and I had to pull one motor from the, from the trike because it's just too crazy. Couldn't ride it. I was like, ha ha, I want two motors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, I can't have it. And I was like, I want two motors. Like, no, you don't understand. 14 kilowatts is stupid. You cannot ride it. With 14, is already a lot. And then I was like, I want 28 kilowatts. I want two motors. And then, yeah, we had this thing. And then he's like, I don't want to sell. This guy's going to kill himself. And then I was like, I want it. And then, yeah, a bit like a weird, awkward moment, you know, talking to him. And then kind of went away for like four or five months. Mm-hmm. And then I was, you know what? I'm going to call this guy right now. And I, I, I want to place an order. I'm going to drop some cash in his account. I want a three-pull motor. I want a three. I want a 42 <laughs> kilowatt. I want it. I, I just want it. I don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And then never told anyone how much I paid. That's a pretty decent pile of cash that I had to drop for this. <laughs> for those three motors, yeah. And then, yeah, well, like I, I could design something, but it's going to take me so long. And this guy's been doing this since 2009, 2010. And I was like, well, I might just buy his whole setup and, um, and then I, later I just improve it. Anyway, I call him and then I say, I want a triple motor. Uh, this is Bruno, da da da. You remember me? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a triple motor. He's a nice guy, like super nice, talky. And I, I ordered a triple motor and then he went quiet. <laughs> and then he's like, and then his answer was like, I've got kids. I can't test it. And then I was like, what you mean? He's like, I'm going to die testing this thing. I don't want it. I've got family. <laughs> and I was like, ah, come on. You know, come on. Give it to me. I'll test it. Just make a stick. Yeah, I think put the belt driver. I'll ride it. Don't worry about that thing. Give it to me. And then he made it, yeah, took some time to make it, and then sent to Australia. And yeah, was, and then I, I was like, how the hell am I going to mount this thing on a trike, on a bike? And then I started, spent some time figuring out what batteries are going to run. Yeah, how are you going to have batteries that can put out enough amps <laughs> to feed the motors? Yeah, okay. So people have an idea about power and numbers. An electric push bike nowadays is about, well, like 25, 30 amps, yeah. battery amps. Right? Yep. So this truck is about, it's a slightly lower voltage. Uh, it's 12 Kelvin series. It's uh, 50.4 volts maximum, right? So the, a normal electric bike would be like 58.8 volts. But yeah, 840 amps, battery amps. 840. That's a lot of amps. Yeah. And I was like, what wiring are going to be using for this? <laughs> And then I went to some places like electrical shop. I was like, hey, I need something this thick and flexible. They're like, you can't get it here. You need to go to a welding shop and maybe <laughs> they might have something. And then I went there and then they're like, wow, that's a lot of current, right? Like 840 amps. And I was like, yeah, can I please have an orange as well? So it's a high bulb. <laughs> and they're probably like, what are you doing? What sort of project are you working on? Well, it's a bicycle, a tricycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When I say that, they're like, they, they thought I was crazy. And, and they're like, nah, this guy's just a lunatic coming here. Like, it's just, he's in the end of the planet. He must, yeah, be released from some mental institution or something. Yeah, and then I, all this stuff, and I, and I had the motor in my hands. I couldn't put it in the truck yet. And I was like, all right, you know what? I always want to put this on a velomobile which is the super aerodynamic trike 
or it can be in two wheels as well, but yeah, most of the times it'd be like three wheels. Yeah. Two wheels at the front, one wheel at the back, and like inside the shell, a super aerodynamic shell, super efficient. That would be amazing. So I was like, yeah, that's going to be awesome. So, and then I found there's an Australian company. They actually uh, hold the land speed record for like seven years consecutive, and they do like the land speed record for human powered velomobile. Uh, they go up to like, what's the speed for a track? You know the speed, right? Uh, I think for a two-wheeled, uh, like streamliner pedal powered is, is in the upper 80 some miles an hour. I think the trike is over 70 miles an hour now, just on human power alone. Yeah, it's just legs, legs. Yeah. Yeah. Just leg power, <laughs> no motor. Yeah. So I took this to the right guy, the tries led in South Australia. In, uh, it's near Melbourne, or a big city, uh, North South Australia. Yeah. And then I took this in my backpack and I was like, you know, I'm going to go see this guy. My my YouTube was pumping, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go and see if I can get a sponsorship. Finally, gonna get something out of this YouTube, <laughs> and and then yeah, because there's no money, there's no nothing there. Right? I was like, I might just take a little bit of advantage. I'm gonna go and try yeah. to squeeze some, you know, free freebie some stuff there. I want to try it, and then I went there, put in my backpack, got an airplane, huge magnet inside the backpack. You know, they didn't check much. It was very early flight. Then got there. They had to say, oh, we got 30 minutes to talk to you. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. And then I was like, I want to make a custom trike. And I want to make electric. Like, oh, electric. We are into human power. Stuff. We, we, we like pedaling. We like, you know, human power stuff. And then I was like, well, but I like electric. <laughs> and then I say, uh, and I've got a little surprise here for you. I didn't tell you that I'm bringing this. And then I take this strip of water and put it on the, like on, the, on the meeting table. Boom. And then the guy looks and it's like CNC, crazy, like shiny metal stuff. And then a belt drive and it's like, what? What's this thing? And it's like, this is 42 kilowatts here. And then he's like, what? I say, hold it. Hold it in your hand. Uh, 22 pounds or something 10 kilos 11 kilos and then he's like this is insane wow and then he called all the people there and uh, like the other guys who work there come and check it out this is 42 kilowatts what <laughs> I was like yeah and I want to have this on your fastest strike and then he's like well no hang on 42 kilowatts and then he started doing the aerodynamic coefficient drag uh, on his strike and then kind of, he quickly realized 42 kilowatts can do 250 kilometers an hour. <laughs> 350 kilometers an hour. And then he's like, that thing, no, no. And then his mind just completely switched to, no, this guy's going to kill himself. And then he starts to say, you're going to kill yourself. We don't want this in our track. You're going to ruin our reputation, our brand. You're going to kill yourself and it's going to be all over the news. No, no, we don't want it. I was like, what? I just got an airplane flying to a different stage. I talked to this guy, showed this amazing electric motor here, this amazing idea, land speed record, let's smash here, make the fastest electric bike in the planet by far. And then he's like, no, 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 no. Get out. Pretty much like, get out here. I'm not talking anymore. That's it. Done. I'm done. And then I was so, I don't know, sad. Yeah. And then he's like, and then I, oh, I had to wait for my flight. So hanging around there for a little bit longer. And then I was talking like, come on, man, please, let's just do it. Come on. I'll pay. I'll pay. I don't know. It's, it's 
very expensive, like $10,000 for the truck that I wanted. And then he goes back to me like, this is going to require a lot of customization. I'll say $17,000 and then we start talking. And then I was like, ah, <laughs> no. Nah, $17,000, $17,000. I put $17,000 in my workshop. I'll get the, the um, most amazing tools. I make some carbon fiber or whatever. can take my time and learn all these things. And yeah, all right, see you later. Don't worry about it. going back. And then going back home, my motor uh, got scanned on the x-ray machine. And yeah, and then they, they didn't want to let me take it back home. <laughs> so I nearly <laughs> lost my motor and airplane, uh, on, on airport. I nearly lost my flight because this was like 15 minutes before my flight. So yeah, I ended up getting the motor back and then put it together. And that video you saw there, 780,000 views. <laughs> and everybody who's who's listening should go go look that up because the, the motor that he's talking about, it's really hard to envision when he's saying three motors you've got three motors on a single mounting plate all running through like a serpentine belt drive so all three motors are running together running the rear wheel it's a work of art and it's it just screams and it's crazy but it's amazing you have to go look it up i think it's one of the greatest greatest things (laughs) just trying to explain the feeling of writing this but i see people familiar with uh vhs tapes uh, you remember when you press like a forward button and go <laughs> that's what the motor sounds like yeah it sounds like that so imagine like you're watching like a normal speed and then you press forward and goes and you press play again and then <laughs> it feels super slow that's how it feels when you ride it it feels like it's not real it feels like it's, something's being recorded and tricking your eyes <laughs> but it is but um yeah, like, ah, oh, the adrenaline, it, it's like you close the heart attack. It's really scary because it's not just the speed, it's the panic that you, ha- you have in your mind trying to control it. Like the, <laughs> the real wheel is dense on the road. It's dancing the whole time. I went up to 90 kilometers an hour, uh, like like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. So there was no one. I was like, oh, I want this empty road. And I just, I don't want any cars. I wanna, don't want cops, don't want anything. just want to have a, I've got a full throttle here and then all the way to 90 kilometers an hour. Uh, I don't know, miles, yeah. In seconds, like the craziest acceleration because the power to weight ratio is it's, it's greater than a, like a supercar. It's, it's greater than a Bugatti. <laughs> and it still has pedals. <laughs> yeah, pretending pedals, yeah. <laughs> the pedal just shows how weak and insignificant uh, humans are compared to this. It's, it's just it's, <laughs> You, you start to pedal, you're like, wow, that was nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was like up to 90 kilometers an hour. And, but I had to back off because I, I reached the end of the road and I was going to hit the wall. And then um, I panicked and then I hit the brakes. And, yeah, I was just – imagine like the real, real dancing. And then I, uh, and I was like, I'm going to lower the tire pressure because – it's doing a burnout all the way to 90 kilometers an hour. <laughs> I'm going to lower the tire pressure, but it's more grip, and then I go faster, right? Lower the tire pressure, and then it's still doing the burnout all the way to 90 kilometers an hour. So I could go this, you know, my road wasn't really the longest one. But the front wheel start lifting now. So I had no rear wheel, and I had no front wheels. Oh, no. Yeah. So, well, on a trike, if you lift your trike in the front wheels, you're going to crash. 
<laughs> if your rear wheel is dancing and the front wheel is not touching the ground anymore, or landing left, right, left, right, left, right, like landing like unevenly, you're going to flip, you're going to crash at high speed, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I was a bit traumatized with the, it's amazing, it's very addictive, but it's the craziest feeling ever. So I was like, you know, I'm going to pull this thing, pull some some wires and some things apart and I'm not going to ride this thing until I, until I improve it. You, you really have that feeling like this is going to end up ugly. And yeah, so basically like I didn't make any videos and then I did a lot of upgrades, put a lot of money again there. Every time I look, like I talked for, for some test, testing some stuff, like I made it 12 inch longer, six inch wider. You have a uh, track of automobile. You know how short it is, right? <laughs> I do. Yeah, and uh, the handling can be a little bit scary at higher speeds. It can be very scary. And one, one thing people don't understand is you're very close to the ground. You're lying down. It's lower than a go-kart. You're lower to the ground. Like So the speed perception is like a double the speed. So you feel like if you go like um, 20 miles an hour, it feels like 40 miles per hour. 60 miles an hour on a go-kart, feels like you're going like 100-something miles an hour. It's, it's <laughs> very scary. So it was like, yeah. And I did some improvements. I still have to make a video. So it's like, ah, I don't want to die like that, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. I want somewhere safe. And I just got a baby here. So I need to teach him how to make batteries, you know, in a few years. So. <laughs> Well, this has all, uh, all been very, very interesting and exciting. Before we wrap things up here, I got one question on this note. Because you went to, to try sled in Australia and said, I want to put this motor on a Velo Mobile. Is that still something you want to do after having ridden the trike, is, is put it in a Velo Mobile and see how fast it'll actually go? To be honest, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I like inside of me, yes, yes, yes. I'm still hungry, but... The crazy ride that I had there was just, and these motors are pretty brutal. So like a RC helicopter, so there's no sensors inside the motor for like a, a smooth acceleration. It's pretty much like a, a nitro, turbo nitro supercharged V12 <laughs> car. A low RPM is like, and then once it picks up, it just goes. A burnout machine. So it's, it's very brutal. And I just can't even imagine this, uh, like 200 kilometers an hour. I don't know, maybe with newer technology, something smoother and, yeah, not as crazy. My battery, the battery in the track has got air cooling, got fans over the cells, cooling the cells by the tab, and it's got huge, like, orange, like, a, like a, I think, like a two-zero gauge uh, welding cables. Like, it's pretty insane. So, like, the whole thing, I was like, nowadays I'll, I'll be doing something different. I want to have a Velomobile, but, nah. Not with that much power. I don't know. Yeah, because the bicycle tires can't handle this crazy speed as well. So you right, need yeah. a motorcycle tire. And then for motorcycle tire, you need a motorcycle rim. And then things start to go heavier, heavier. And you're like, oh, this is not a bicycle anymore. Right. My track is 100% bicycle component. And I don't know how they hold together. <laughs> yeah, at some point, they're going to blow apart. You don't know when. <laughs> but it's going to happen. Yeah, at high speed. Great. Well, I'd love to to talk about this all day. I think, uh, who knows, we may have to have you back on the podcast uh, at a future date to see what you're up to next. (laughs) But uh, I definitely appreciate you sharing all this crazy stuff. We can do a battery or motor or buffet day. We just talk about something. I don't know. We just come up up with something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Stay one topic. 
where if people just remind people if they want to go check out your YouTube channel or what, what you're up to, where's the best place to find you? Okay, so I have uh, my YouTube channel, Bruno Power Triple E, and I have my Instagram as well, Bruno Power, same thing, Triple E, and Facebook. People drop me a lot of messages on Facebook, private messages on Facebook, and like I used to do this, you know, like replying every single one, but being bombarded and yeah <laughs> I kind of don't reply much anymore I reply yeah, I, I try to reply some but it just goes out of control so ideally bombard me on YouTube YouTube actually likes if you drop lots of comments yes it does yeah awesome I really reply YouTube it's the best spot definitely <laughs> talk to me well thank you so much very cool to talk to you and your channel it's pumping it's really awesome your style uh, talking, explaining things, and it's really like it's technical and it's smart. Like you're, you're just <laughs> sensible talking about yeah, and you know what you're talking. You're not just making up like a sales guy. And I really like you're very honest. That's what I'm all about about being honest. I really like your style. I've been always following your channel, and I'll be following your channel for many years. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I hope we keep in touch for a long time, no matter what we're doing. And hopefully we'll cross paths in, in person one day, whether it's in Australia or the U.S., whenever it's safe to travel again. <laughs> hopefully one day we'll be able to do that. Yeah, somewhere in this, in this little planet. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks again, Bruno. I, I appreciate having you on the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Thanks again to everybody who's listening. If this is the first time you've been to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast, make sure to go sign up for notifications for future episodes you can do that at ebikepodcast.com you also get a chance to win an electric bike if you sign up for that email list whenever i have e-bike giveaways which if you're listening i actually just got a bike in that i'm giving away and i've got another one coming up in the next few weeks so now's a good time to go do that once again Thank you for listening to Bruno and about all of his crazy adventures with electric things. I know we've got uh, more we could have talked about, but we tried to cover as much as we could. And I will be back here for another podcast next week.